on TV, online and on your smartphone. <coughs> this is Ticker News. Hi there, folks. Tech was built as the most exciting industry to work in. Big offices, big dreams, big money. Then came the tech crunch. Thousands of workers laid off as the good times stopped rolling. Or have they? In a moment, we'll speak to the CEO of the Tech Council of Australia about why it's happened and if the tech dream is finally over. I'm Aaron Young. Let's get started. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. Okay, so right around the world, you don't have to look very far to realise the tech sector is undergoing rapid change behind the scenes. From Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter to the constant headlines about tech layoffs, there's always something happening. Let's focus on those layoffs. They're the highest since they've been since the dot-com bubble burst 22 years ago. Here's a graph that really says it all. There's been over 130,000 layoffs in the last five months alone. The BT Group in the UK among those cutting 55,000 staff, not just the economy, the ground shifting as AI takes hold and the economy worsens. It's the latest in a string of companies that seemingly got its... So I think the tech companies are really sort of seeing a reversal from the pandemic, which was so good for the tech companies' business. You know, more people were shopping online, more people were, were reliant on technology. And I think they all sort of thought that trajectory was going to continue. Yeah. You see even Mark Zuckerberg saying, I got it wrong. I thought that this e-commerce boom was going to keep going. And now they're realizing that it's not and they're going to have to scale back a little bit on top of the fact that, you know, all of companies across the board are sort of trying to prepare for this possible recession, this economic downturn. So imagine being stuck in the metaverse right now. And there's a new player in town called AI, artificial intelligence. You see 11,000 of those jobs at BT were related to the use of AI in the workplace. Some tech companies are banning, even restricting their staff from using programs like ChatGPT. So how do we make sense of these changes? So much is happening right now. For more, we're joined by Kate Pounder. She is the CEO at the Tech Council of Australia. Great to have you with us. Have you been surprised by, I suppose, how quickly these jobs have gone over the past few years? Uh, well, the first interesting thing to note is that um, in Australia, those jobs are not going uh, in the sense that we look at, we recently put out a report uh, about a week ago looking at what's happened to tech jobs in Australia in the last year, and they've actually grown by 70,000 jobs. So that's an 8% growth in that time. And that includes even a 10,500 jump in those jobs just in the last three months. So. The first thing to note is that uh, while there have been some layoffs for some companies and certainly overseas, there's been some large ones that's not necessarily flowing through to the Australian market. Why um, do you think well, that is the case, given that the Australian market has also suffered from things like higher inflation, uh, a lot of people who have been leaving their jobs as well? Why do you think Australia has been different to what we've seen from Meta in terms of thousands of jobs going, Amazon as well? What's different about Australia? I think there are, I think one of the differences in Australia is that um, about 60% of our tech jobs in Australia are sitting not in software companies or tech companies, they're sitting in the rest of our economy, in our banks, in governments, in our retail companies. So Bunnings, for example, has about 600 software engineers and data scientists. And so those companies haven't been going through the same cycle, um, number one, as the direct tech sector. So in those areas, the jobs are still booming. And, and again, to put this in, um, in perspective, in about the last year, the average 
growth rate of tech jobs in Australia has still been about twice that of the average jobs in Australia. Uh, I think a second reason in Australia is that for a really long time, we have fundamentally underinvested in training Australians and addressing the skill shortages that were emerging in tech. So while we went through the same tech boom that everyone else did during the pandemic, um, we didn't really have the benefit of the same number of workers that were in our economy as some of those other bigger economies did. And so I think all that's happening at the moment is that we're just basically still catching up from the structural shortage that we've had for a really long time. So your report says that there needs to be another 653,000 workers enter into this. Where do those workers come from? We think they're going to come from three places. So predominantly, they're going to come from uh, people reskilling. That's around uh, or upskilling. So someone getting a promotion. So that's probably around three hundred thousand jobs out to twenty thirty. We then think the next most common path is going to be younger Australians uh, training and coming directly into tech from the training system, so from uni or from TAFE, for example, uh, or from a private course. And then we think the final pathway will be migration. And that that migration pathway, it's the smallest number of people, but it's really important often to address um, shortages with experienced workers or in highly specialist areas, which are some of the ones where Australia uh, has lagged the rest of the world. And, and it's harder to just make up through the training system. So there's been a flood of layoffs even in Australia so far this year in the tech sector, yet so many of those people have been able to find other jobs. Is it just shifting from one industry to another? You mentioned about the banking sector. That's definitely part of the phenomenon because we do have those other major employers in the economy. So I think anyone who has lost a job are, are getting rehired reasonably quickly. And we've also seen, for example, that salaries haven't really come down too much. So the average ICT worker salary is still second only the CEOs uh, in Australia for, for pay. I think the other feature, though, is that not every part of the tech sector is um, is making layoffs. So there are companies like WiseTech and Airwallex that have been really substantially uh, increasing their hiring in Australia in the last year. Um, you mentioned in your intro the rise of AI, and that's also generating um, new companies and, and getting investment and that is uh, creating new jobs in, in those areas. And then of course you add to that areas like clean energy, which is also um, a really important part of Australia's economic transition. So I think that mixed, mixed story actually across the tech sector is also another factor why people are able to get new jobs. Interesting you talking about AI. I mentioned about British Telecom saying that they were going to fire about 55,000 workers and that around 40% of their staff could be replaced by AI. Assuming many of those weren't tech jobs, they might have been customer service jobs. So for the tech industry, there is actually a huge opportunity around the world and in Australia, as you mentioned, to be able to be the brains behind the technology that creates the AI. Is that what you're saying? I think that AI is going to be, I mean, AI takes in a lot of different technologies and it's already used in a bunch of different technologies today, but I think it is it is really going to be a bit of a revolution in terms of the technology available to all of us in our daily lives and, and in our workplaces. I don't think it's going to have, um, I don't think the BT experience, frankly, is going to be typical of most companies. I think in most cases, AI is going to produce products that will help people do their job rather than replacing people in their job. If you think about even something like ChatGPT, it still requires a human to figure out what instructions it should be giving to it, to check the work, to, to then incorporate it into um, to the other tasks that you're doing in a job. I think that's going to be 
uh, the more normal AI experience. And that's actually a positive because we have a big productivity problem in Australia. Our productivity is at 60 lows. We have a big skill shortage problem. We're at 3.7% unemployment. So we actually need to get a few things giving us a hand in the workplace to help us get our work done better. So you think AI could be the tool that actually helps with the productivity challenge we're seeing at the moment? I think that will be, uh, I think if AI is adopted um, in a widespread fashion, it will absolutely lead to a lift in productivity. Um, just when you look at some of the applications that it's doing. And I think often in types of tasks that people don't love doing, if you think about generative AI being able to help summarize meetings or um, produce really rote documents, like that's not necessarily the task that people love in their jobs, yeah, yeah, but they're yeah, often yeah. important ones. So that's where I think it can have a productivity benefit. So just quickly, when we see some of the companies like Meta making massive firings, um, they had hired and spent a lot of money on things like the Metaverse, obviously, which hasn't exactly fired off. Do you think that some of the layoffs we've seen over the past year have been because of these tech companies overhiring during the pandemic? I think that, um, you know, the pandemic led to a big investment boom in tech and obviously to some pretty fundamental digital transformations in how we were working and living because we were in lockdown. Um, and I guess because business was booming in some of those areas, businesses have been hired to support it. That's a pretty normal function of any economy. You know, what's happened since is that um, because of the stimulus payments um, and supply chain issues during uh, the pandemic, we've got now high inflation and that's led to really rapidly rising Which interest rates. Which has had a massive impact, hasn't it, yeah. on the way the economy Absolutely. is. Um, we'll take a quick break if we can now, Kate. We're talking with Kate Pounder uh, about the tech industry. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the impact it's having on the startup sector as well. I'm Aaron Young. See you in a moment. 